The Bulletin. Right, the bulletin today was uh, is with Mr. Aidan McLaughlin on a number of subjects. And uh, first up, Aidan, uh, if we can uh, deal with the, the biggest sigh of relief in sport has uh, just been, uh, I think, completed in Spain, uh, where Mr. Luis Rubiales is no longer officiating his sport and Jenny Hermoso is back playing. Wow, what a story a kiss made. It's amazing how this is just completely... Um, overshadowed a fine victory for that Spanish team in that World Cup final. Um, and it's, been, it's, it's such a shame that it's been like that, you know, because of these actions. Um, the way that he just stumbled on, and I think that the end was inevitable, but the fact that he stumbled on for so long was just, it just really detracted from that victory. Thankfully, it seems to be coming to an end now, and um, common sense has prevailed, and he is out. Why was there such a lack of common sense for so long over this? Well, I think it was just pure arrogance on his his part. You know, he. I think the irony is, had he come out pretty early and just uh, acknowledged his mistake um, and not been so pig-headed about the whole thing, I think potentially he could have even survived this matter. But it was the fact that he just he just doubled down, tripled down. I'm, I've done nothing wrong. It was this, it was that. I think that's what's, uh, ironically, um, caused it to be such a such a, an ongoing saga. Um, had he come out immediately afterwards and said, look, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I got caught up in the moment. It was, it was the wrong thing to do. Who knows what, what would have happened. But he just didn't help himself in the end. Wouldn't be very, be very often when um, a coach or a, ma- a manager has actually just won a World Cup. Uh, in any form of a sport that he'd be bulleted as well. No, so there's not many either, is there? I mean, that, that's been a, a game, I guess, in the background for quite some time now. Um, you know, we all kind of heard uh, what was going on um, within that environment before the World Cup even started, didn't we, with a number of players um, not taking part in the World Cup. I guess that's a, you know that's another issue, isn't it? You know he's actually won that World Cup with um, a lot of his top players uh, making themselves unavailable. So again, uh, I think it's something that, um, despite that uh, that World Cup victory, was almost uh, destined to happen. Um, and again, probably good for Spanish football that they can just draw a line under all these things now and move on. Well, one of the great. Uh Stories in women's sport this week uh, has been clearly Erin uh, Routliff uh, winning the women's doubles at the US Open. Uh, she will be an inspiration for uh, the next generation of players, we hope, in New Zealand. But it, it's a pretty hard, it's a rock and a hard place thing for me because she's not really identified too closely with New Zealand as such at the moment. She's got a very broad Canadian accent also. Uh, and she spends very little time here. So, Aidan, it's a bit hard to work out how they're going to cash in on this. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It, it took me back to when I lived in the UK uh, a couple of decades ago. It took me back to a guy called Greg Rudzetsky, who was also, mm-hmm. um, he suddenly came along and said he, he, he was going to play for Great Britain. He had a really strong Canadian background, Canadian accent. Lewis, Lennox Lewis was a, a, another one, you know, who had, the, who had that Canadian background. Um, so, yeah, I think 
It, it is difficult on the face of it, isn't it? Because um, there is that, that accent there that people kind of listen to straight away and then their mind kind of wanders and thinks, well, hang on, you know, just a second, how, how Kiwi is this person? But, I mean, the proof's in the pudding, right? You know, if she, if she, if she wants to represent New Zealand, um, then I think, you know, people should accept her at her word and, and, we, and we, we acknowledge that and we respect that. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it will be interesting, though, just to see how things progress for her you know how many uh, times we can we can see her in the future, and hopefully we see her uh, in Auckland very soon. And um, yeah, hopefully the, the the public get behind her. I'm sure they will. Uh, I'm I'm sure that they will. It would be great if they, as a combo, her and uh, Gab, Gabby Zabrowski could play on the double side of uh, the ASB Classic. That would be absolutely brilliant. Let's hope the promoters are able to to uh, pull that off. Uh, Black Caps uh, versus England. What have you made of that so far? And, and by the way, uh, Aidan, what are the World Cup squad? Uh, any surprises for you, or are you pretty pleased with it? I'm oh, pretty pleased with it. I think Smithy. I think you know we kind of found out recently that um, there was going to be Will Young was going to get that spot at the top of the order, and I, I think common sense has prevailed there. Um, I, you know they've given Finn Allen a go in both forms of white ball cricket, um, and where I do think he's still got a future, certainly in the immediate future, when it comes to T20, I think the right decision's been made there. I think Will Young's, um, you know, he he has shown in the past that he can bat in those those conditions, and I think yeah, overall it's it's a well balanced squad. Um, no real surprises for me. Um, we hear that Kane will hopefully be back by about the third game of the round, uh, the round robin um, stage of that tournament. And I guess that is the benefit of having a long tournament, isn't it? You know, we've all we've all looked at the length of a a one day, a world one day uh, competition. Um, you know, it gets up there kind of fifty days, doesn't it? But um, when you Kane Williamson, you're probably pretty pleased with that. I think this time round. Mm, well, that would be against uh, Bangladesh and Chennai. On October 13, so he'd miss England and the Netherlands, and I, I think for the the bigger picture, that's probably the most uh, sensible thing. However, uh, it's miraculous enough the, the fact that he's going to be there, so we don't know. He might end up playing in game one. Um, Bangladesh to play uh, second elevens. So what do you make of that? Yeah, I'm not really sure to be to, to be honest, Smithy. It's um, it surprises me a little bit, um, but I guess it. it it is just kind of the way things roll now, isn't it? Um, nothing really surprises me anymore. You know, you, you see all sorts of examples like this um, coming through in sports. So, yeah, perhaps a little bit surprised, but then I guess when you reflect it, it's not that, that surprising, is it? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what you think. I don't know what you thought when you, about that when you heard the news. Uh, well, I, I'm disappointed, actually. I, I, yeah. I don't think Bangladesh are in a position... Um, where they can really afford to dither around. They're, you know, they're, they're not exactly a world force in cricket just yet. they uh, got a lot of money, um, and they contribute a bit there, but I, I just don't think they're in a situation where uh, they can afford to, to, to dally around with um, first and second 11s as such. They should just play, but that's just me. Um, OK, uh, speaking of uh, top sides, uh, they're all out in force in the NRL um, with the Warriors and the Knights this weekend, another playoff game too. Uh, with the storm involved, I, I, it's an interesting one for me. Um, is it all about Sean Johnson's availability for you? Oh, I don't think it's quite all about his availability, but I do think it's really important. I mean, they're coming up against a team here in Newcastle that are on a heck of a roll, aren't they? 
You know, they have got real momentum coming into this game. Yes, they're away from home. Um, but, you know, 10-game winning streak now. Um, Kalen Pong is on absolute fire. Um, so I do think getting him back is important. And, yes, there were a number of issues with that performance last week, um, away to Penrith. Uh, which they need to overcome, and getting Sean Johnson back will help. But, um, but Jesus, you know, a word of credit for the Panthers last week, and indeed over the last few years, they are one heck of a side to watch, aren't they? And I think whatever happens in the next couple of weeks, if anyone can get near them when it comes to that grand final, all credit to them. Um, but as for this weekend, hey, the Warriors have really got to get back to their best. They haven't been at their best for a wee while now, probably a month or so. Um, so they need to be absolutely on the money this week. Otherwise, I think the Knights can, can certainly get up, even away from home. Uh, one of your f- uh, former compatriots uh, in terms of Sir Clive Woodward saying uh, the sending off of uh, Tom Curry was uh, placing the game on a precipice, really, when it comes to the officiating side of it. And now we hear this morning uh, he's also copped a two-week ban when everyone thought that he would probably have served his time by getting sent off. What do you make of that? Yeah, and the interesting thing about that was um, as they started off, when the committee hearing findings were were made public, he started off with six matches. It was reduced to three because we always know that there's all these mitigating factors, isn't there? Admission of guilt, good previous record. He's apologised. It went down to three. Now it's gone down to two because he's going to go to presumably tackle school or whatever the hell they call it. To go back to the actual incident, um, I've watched it, I've watched many replays, and of course always the, the slow motion makes it look really, really terrible. I am always um, you know, very wary that we need to be careful when it comes to these head injuries and we need to come down hard where appropriate. But I really do actually feel a bit sorry for Tom Curry um, in this instance because I, I just don't know what else he could have done. I really don't. I mean, mm. if you look at the way the, the player lands... Just as he lands, he kind of turns his head towards Curry. You know, so I, I just don't see what more he could have done. It was, you know, I thought Curry timed his tackle well, um, and it's just one of these unavoidable head clashes. And I think, I really do think the sending off, it being upgraded to a sending off during the game, I thought that would have been enough. And when I saw that come through this morning, um, not only was I surprised, but I was actually pretty disappointed, to be honest, because I don't think it needs another two games. No, he should have been put on report, but that's another game, isn't it? Uh, oh, that's the 13-man yeah. game. Yeah. Hey, Aidan, uh, yeah. cheers, man. Thanks thanks very much for your time. Thanks very much for your time, and uh, uh, we'll catch up with you shortly. Uh, cheers. Have a good day. It's good uh, 10...